and the series is called Twisted. And if you're with us two weeks ago, I started it, and it's kind of it's kind of a little bit about how we get twisted in our thinking, and there's something happening. Today's topic is twisted, but it's about authority. You know, the title of my lesson is "Says Who Make Me," right? You know, when you're a teenager. I remember my teenage years. You may have not been as crazy as I was, but I'm sure there's people in this room that were actually pretty crazy. Where we thought rebellion means freedom. We thought, you know what? I'm just going to hang out in the street. I don't care. I'm going to hang out at 7-Eleven. That's what we did. We're going to hang out at, at, at Circle K. We're not going to go home when we were supposed to go home. I had a curfew at 12. I came in at 1. I was rebellious, right? We'd hang out, we'd smoke cigarettes, we'd drink. We'd do it. We thought, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rebel against the system. A little rebellion now and then is a good thing. You know, when you're growing up as a teenager, that's part of growing up. You're like, yeah, yeah, authority, yeah, stick it to the man. I don't know if you did this, but I actually did this. You know, that's alcohol induced, by the way. It's not, I'm, not, I'm not thinking normally here. You know, we used to run across the freeway. Uh, at two in the morning uh, as a teenager, thinking that that was really cool. Not thinking it was very dangerous, but very cool. And that, that rebellious spirit made me, oh, Geo's crazy. Now, I'm lucky I didn't die. And, and teenage, you know, we do that. You know, and these are outside things that we do. Some of us, we, we didn't do that. We didn't go that far. No, 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 no. I wasn't, I wasn't rebellious like that, Geo. Or maybe you were this kind of rebellious. Don't ride outside the lines. You're internally rebellious. Oh, I'm standing up in my heart. Oh, I'm not going to get crazy publicly, but in my heart, I am not listening to you. You have inside and outside rebellion. You know, here's the adult form of that teenage rebellion. The adult form is, if I disagree, I'm free to disobey. I'm, I'm free. If I don't agree with that speed limit on that part of the street of my block, I don't have to obey it. You start thinking that way. That dumb speed. That's a stupid speed limit. That's a stupid tax law. You know how much money the government takes? That's a dumb law. I'm going to write this down. You know that stupid HOA policy handbook? My branch is hanging over my fence. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? You know, we start thinking, like, that's a dumb HOA guideline. <laughs> then they send you a letter. <laughs> then Gio's cutting his trees. <laughs> I know my husband agreed to it, but I don't agree with that. I know my wife agreed to it, but I don't agree with that. So therefore, so why am I talking about this? Well, because the Bible teaches that there's an unseen world that influence, influences the seen world. A world that, like the world of germs that we talked about a few weeks ago, has the potential to impact, to influence our visible world. When we feel its effects every day, but we often misinterpret what's happening. We don't need a microscope. We got that? We may never go home today, ladies and gentlemen. We may be here for a long time. Just kidding. 
Okay, I'm going to speak a little louder. Is that okay? Okay, is that, is that okay? Okay. So we don't need a microscope to determine the reality of this unseen world. We simply need a rearview mirror. If you just take a moment to think back at all those things, that, you know, those pictures that remind you of like, what was I thinking? How can I have been so blind? Why didn't I see that coming? A lot of times when you look back, you see the unseen affecting the seen world. How can I have been so stupid? Why couldn't I figure out that sooner? Or just paying attention to history and the news and all these events that we see that are just pure evil. Who is influencing people to do that? Yeah. You know, Jesus believed in the unseen. He believed that this unseen world impacts what we see and experience in our lives daily. He said there was a personality. He said there was a, a being behind it. Jesus believed in the devil. Satan. Santana. Lucifer. Whatever name you want to give him. Jesus says he's invisible, but he influences our lives. He's real. He said the devil's goal is to murder. And to accomplish that, he uses the means of deception to accomplish his will. And he has authority. It's the art of the twist. He's scheming. He's lurking like a roaring lion waiting to devour through deception. He wants to corrupt how we think. And one of the ways he does that is if I disagree, I'm free to disobey. So for the next several weeks, we're going to talk about different ways that he twists our thinking. And hopefully you'll enjoy it. Like you, I'm not against the notion of authority. Authority's fine, right? As long as we're an authority. <laughs> Authority's fine as long as it serves my interests, right? I want the police to help me, right? Not chase me. <laughs> Authority's fine as long as I agree and it makes sense. Then I like it. But the problem with all that, all these caveats, is that it's all about me, it's all about us. And I don't want to be under, just over. And that sets us up for a twist. And here's the twist. Authority is fine, as long that it's understood that if I disagree, I'm free to disobey or disregard. Because what I want to do makes me free. And we think the issue is what? And that leaves us in charge. The what. If I don't like the what I'm being asked to do, I can challenge it. Right? If what doesn't make sense to me, forget about it. And if I get caught, I'll tell you what a stupid rule that was anyway. I hate stop signs. I love them and I hate them. I love it when there's a little bit of traffic. I get to go. I know, I know when it's my turn. You know when I hate stop signs? It's when there's no one around. 
and I'm two blocks from my house, and there's no one around. <laughs> and there's that stop sign. And that stop sign is telling me to stop, and I'm like, I don't want to stop. That's, this is dumb. This is, this is where the law should say, unless there's no one around, you should run this stop, stop sign. It's in the middle of a residential. Everyone's gone. I'm one block from my house. Can I just run it? This is so dumb. And then when I'm in a hurry, that stop sign's really annoying. We have the California stop. No one's around. I'm just going to roll through it. It's going to roll. It's kind of sort of stop, and I'm going to roll through it. That's a dumb law. Right? And then I'd done that once, and then I said, I was out. See, no one's around. I'm safe. And then, boo, a cop caught me. Oh, man. Pulled over and said, you rolled that stop sign. Yeah, I did. You're trying to act broken, you know. It's hard to act broken when you're like, yeah. You can't say that's a stupid law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I was in a hurry. I was in a hurry. And then I don't really feel bad about what I've done. I just wanted not to get in trouble. Because I disagreed with that law. That silly stop sign. Rolling past stop signs, calling them stupid laws when no one's around. And if I don't think I can get caught with it or, get, or if I can get by with it, if I don't think I can, I'll submit to it, right? That's the thinking. Not because I have a respect for authority or because I, I think it's the right thing to do, all the way because I don't want to face the consequences. It's a deeper issue. But the day I think I can get by with it is the day I say I'll do what I want to do. It's a hard issue. When we realize that we become our ultimate authority. And if all we were talking about was speed limits, expense accounts, what, what exactly is a deductible in our taxes, what's not, curfews, this would be a slightly interesting discussion. But that's not really important. There's a dangerous twist to this thinking. We see the danger when a 16-year-old climbs into a car with his friends with a six-pack of beer. We see the danger. They evaluated the rules and they decided that those rules suck. We're going to do what we want to do. Because just like dad, when he's filling out his taxes, dad thought they were stupid laws too. Just like mom, when mom figured out she can get two different kinds of prescriptions from two different doctors without them knowing about it. Those are stupid rules. So shouldn't we, we shouldn't be too surprised to discover that God views authority differently. And the focus is not what. The focus becomes who. Romans chapter 13 is written by Paul the Apostle. And I want to give you some background to this letter because it's important. The Roman emperor at that time during this letter was a man named Nero. Emperor Nero. Emperor Nero was crazy. Emperor Nero killed his family members. Emperor Nero imprisoned and burned and fed Christians to lions. He was the one that started a fire in Rome because he wanted to rebuild it because there was people living there he didn't like. He wanted, to, he wanted to spruce it up. So he starts a fire, blames the Christians, persecutes them, and in that persecution, Paul and Peter are killed. And Paul's writing the letter about authority. 
to the Christians. That's the background. I don't know if he knows yet he's alive that he'll be dead soon when he's writing this. And in Romans 13, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Yeah, it stop sign. Oh, I hate that law, right? Established by God. It's not the what. It's the who. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold on, hold no terror for those who do what's right, but for those who do what's wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of one in authority? Then do what is right and you'll be commended. One of the great apologists in, our, in, the, in the first few centuries of the church was saying, look emperor, you're trying to kill us, but we're your best citizens. We obey the Roman law. We're good. We don't cheat. We don't steal. We don't rob. We're your best citizens, yet you're trying to kill us. And that argument won the day eventually, and Christianity became an, uh, from, went from an illegal religion to a legal religion. Because <coughs> the authorities realized, yeah, they are great citizens. And sometimes we mistake freedom and we, we focus on the what. I don't like the what versus the who. And that gets us twisted. The what is, what is what, you know? What the what? It's like what? What is this? What is this? But we get focused on the what. It's the who. It's the who. For the one in authority is God's servant. God's servant, that's the authorities, that's the police, for your own good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants. Yes, police, authorities, people in authority in your HOA, servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on wrongdoers. Yes, endless letters in your mailbox. There is, therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. Because when you focus on the who, then you start seeing the big picture. You can actually untwist yourself. But when you focus on the what, we can get very twisted because it's very subjective to what we like or prefer or don't want. This is why you pay taxes. For the authorities are God's servants. Yes, the tax man is God's servant. You're going, no, no. Yes, he is. He is. Who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you owe. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. Can you imagine the Christians who are like anti-Rome? Because you had an anti-Roman guy in Jesus' 12 apostles called Simon the Zealot. Then you had a tax collector, Matthew, in there too. And Paul's writing, and there was a fundamental belief that Rome is evil. Why am I paying my taxes 
to an empire that wants to exterminate me and my friends. You can get focused on the what. Because of that what, I'm not paying taxes. But you're focusing on the wrong thing. It's not the what. It's the who. And if we can do that, we can untwist ourselves. If revenue, then revenue. We like when Uncle Sam gives us a, a refund check, don't we? We're like, yes, I love the government. We got a refund check. Love that guy over there. We got to pay? Whoa, 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 something's wrong. Then respect. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. You know, your response to the authorities, you can see a reflection of. Your response to the supreme authority that you cannot see. You know, our response to people that govern us daily is a reflection of how we respond to the unseen authority in our lives. To say yes to your authorities is to say yes to God. Not because they are equal, but because one established the other. That's the difference. The tax man, not because they're equal, but because one has established the other. Rebelling against an authority is rebellion against God. Why? Because one established the other. That's why. That's why I stop at stop signs. That's why we pay taxes. That's why I trim my tree when the HOA sends me a letter. And it's a daunting task. Three branches at a time. Because they're big and they're overgrown. But I got to do it. And when I started doing it, there was another letter saying, you can actually wait till you pick your fruit. I'm like, oh, thank you so kind. Because I had a lot of fruit and avocados on them. I just didn't want to lop it all off. I was struggling. God, help me. They said, harvest first, then cut. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) And people think that I, I thought I could separate them out. I thought I could separate obeying this authority and obeying God. I'm good at obeying God. Oh, yeah, God, God, God. But you and your stupid rules? No, no, no. And we think we can separate the two. But we can't because one established the other. That's why. God works through authority, through laws. California adds like 800 laws every year. I don't even read them. There's so many every year. It's overwhelming. You should Google California laws. It's a law for everything. How many breaths it take in a minute? It's like, how many breaths can I take? I mean, it's a law. It's crazy. I mean, I'm, just, I'm being facetious, but it's crazy. January 1st, California, new laws, 800. I'm like, eight, are you serious? 800 laws? God works through law enforcement to protect the innocent and punishes lawbreakers. God establishes those stop signs. <laughs> Should we question authority? Yes! 
I wonder who came in. Maybe the supreme authority has walked in. Should we question authority? Yes. Questioning and rebelling, though, are two different things. But as long as you hold the twisted version, you'll see them as one and the same. A question on authority becomes an excuse to disregard it. Because you're thinking about the what, not the who. So here's the insight. You know, there's an objection to this, of course. What if you got terrible parents and who make their kids take that candy bar because they're, they they're corrupt? Yeah, well, the kid has to be subject to his parents. That's a, that's a bad authority figure. There's always little things about, about parents and kids. And kids will, are, are under subjection to their parents, even if their parents are lawbreaker, lawbreakers. So the question you know, that I think about when I think about these things is, why should I listen to this? Because you should recognize who's always in authority. That's why. You should recognize who's always in authority. And what are the implications? Well, what you do at work has spiritual implications. The things you do at work, that's a stupid office rule. That's dumb. I don't agree with that. I'm not going to do that. No. How you respond to your teachers has spiritual implications. If you're a college student or a high school student, that has spiritual implications. How you pay your taxes has spiritual implications. How you obey your parents has spiritual implications. How you file an insurance claim has implications of remembering who's always in authority. And all these exercises have implications regarding your relationship with God. Those are the implications. All these reflect your attitude toward authority, which reflects your attitude toward God because one has established the other. So as Paul wrote this, while Nero was emperor, while he's about to exterminate the Christians and snuff out the life of Paul and Peter, the beloved apostles, Paul is reminding everyone, obey Rome, obey the laws of Rome, be a great citizen of Rome. People notice when you're a good citizen. People notice a good life. That's why in Thessalonians it says, it says to mind your business and live a good life and really work hard at being a good example because people are watching us. People are watching how we interact and how we respond to these, these, these rules and regulations that, we, that penetrate our life at work or at school or wherever we are. Or at one in the morning when no one's around the stop. There, there's an implication there, not only of people, but also my view of who's supremely in charge. And one has established the other. So we can focus on the who and not the what. We can untwist the way we think. We're going to have one song. But the band's going to come and close us out.